Chapters 1 through 14 of the Book of Job from the World English Bible. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Job from the World English Bible, Chapters 1 through 14. Chapter 1 There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. His possessions also were seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred female donkeys, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the children of the East. His sons went and held a feast in the house of each one on his birthday, and they sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. It was so, when the days of their feasting had run their course, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and renounced God in their hearts. Job did so continually. Now it happened on the day when the God's sons came to present themselves before Yahweh, that Satan also came among them. Yahweh said to Satan, Where have you come from? Then Satan answered Yahweh and said, From going back and forth in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Yahweh said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is none like him in the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered Yahweh and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you made a hedge around him and around his house and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But... Put forth your hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will renounce you to your face. Yahweh said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only on himself don't put forth your hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of Yahweh. It fell on a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, that there came a messenger to Job and said, The oxen were plowing, and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans attacked and took them away. Yes, they have killed the servants with the edge of their sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, there also came another, and said, The fire of God has fallen from the sky, and has burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them all, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, there came also another, and said, The Chaldeans made three bands, and swept down on the camels, and have taken them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, there came also another, and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and... Behold, 
there came a great wind from the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young men and they are dead i alone have escaped to tell you then job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell down on the ground and worshipped he said naked i came out of my mother's womb and naked shall i return there Yahweh gave and Yahweh has taken away blessed be the name of Yahweh. in all this job did not sin nor charge god with wrongdoing chapter two again it happened on the day when the god's sons came to present themselves before Yahweh, that satan came also among them to present himself before Yahweh. Yahweh said to satan where have you come from satan answered Yahweh and said from going back and forth in the earth and from walking up and down in it Yahweh said to satan have you considered my servant job for there is none like him in the earth a blameless and upright man one who fears god and turns away from evil he still maintains his integrity although you incited me against him to ruin him without cause satan answered Yahweh and said skin for skin yes all that a man has he will give for his life but put forth your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will renounce you to your face Yahweh said to satan behold he is in your hand only spare his life so satan went forth from the presence of Yahweh and struck job with painful sores from the sole of his foot to his head he took for himself a potsherd to scrape himself with and he sat among the ashes then his wife said to him do you still maintain your integrity renounce god and die but he said to her you speak as one of the foolish women would speak what shall we receive good at the hand of god and shall we not receive evil in all this job didn't sin with his lips now when job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come on him they each came from his own place eliphaz the temanite bildad the shuhite and zophar the namathite and they made an appointment together to come to sympathize with him and to comfort him when they lifted up their eyes from a distance they didn't recognize him they raised their voices and wept and they each tore his robe and sprinkled dust on their heads toward the sky so they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights and none spoke a word to him for they saw that his grief was very great chapter three after this job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth job answered let the day perish in which i was born the night which said there is a boy conceived let that day be darkness don't let god from above seek for it neither let the light shine on it let darkness and the shadow of death claim it for their own let a cloud dwell on it let all that makes black the day terrify it as for that night let thick darkness seize on it let it not rejoice among the days of the year let it not come into the number of the months behold let that night be barren let no joyful voice come therein let them curse it who curse the day 
who are ready to rouse up Leviathan. Let the stars of its twilight be dark. Let it look for light, but have none. Neither let it see the eyelids of morning, because it didn't shut up the doors of my mother's womb, nor did it hide trouble for my eyes. Why didn't I die from the womb? Why didn't I give up the spirit when my mother bore me? Why did my knees receive me, or why the breast that I should suck? For now I should have lain down and been quiet. I should have slept. Then I would have been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth who built up waste places for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver, or as a hidden, untimely birth I had not been, as infants who never saw light. There the wicked cease from troubling. There the weary are at rest. There the prisoners are at ease together. They don't hear the voice of the taskmaster. The small and the great are there. The servant is free from his master. Why is light given to him who is in misery? Life to the bitter in soul who long for death but it doesn't come, and dig for it more than for hidden treasures? Who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they can find the grave? Why is light given to a man whose way is hid, whom God has hedged in? For my sign comes before I eat. My groanings are poured out like water, for the thing which I fear comes on me, that which I am afraid of comes to me. I am not at ease, neither am I quiet, neither have I rest, but trouble comes. Chapter 4 Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered, If someone ventures to talk with you, will you be grieved? But who can withhold himself from speaking? Behold, you have instructed many. You have strengthened the weak hands. Your words have supported him who is falling. You have made firm the feeble knees. But now it has come to you, and you faint. It touches you, and you are troubled. Isn't your piety your confidence? Isn't the integrity of your ways your hope? Remember now, whoever perished being innocent, or where were the upright cut off? According to what I have seen, those who plough iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. By the breath of God they perish. By the blast of his anger they are consumed. The roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion, the teeth of the young lions are broken. The old lion perishes for lack of prey. The cubs of the lioness are scattered abroad. Now a thing was secretly brought to me. My ear received a whisper of it. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, fear came on me, and trembling, which made all my bones shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I couldn't discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. Silence. Then I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? Behold, he puts no trust in his servants. He charges his angels with error. How much more those who dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed before the moth? Between morning and evening they are destroyed. They perish forever without any regarding it.
Isn't their tent cord plucked up within them? They die, and that without wisdom. Chapter 5 Call now. Is there any who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? For resentment kills the foolish man, and jealousy kills the simple. I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety. They are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them whose harvest the hungry eats up, and take it even out of the thorns. The snare gapes for their substance. For affliction doesn't come forth from the dust, neither does trouble spring out of the ground. But man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. But as for me, I would seek God. I would commit my cause to God, who does great things that can't be fathomed, marvelous things without number, who gives rain on the earth, and sends waters on the fields, so that he sets up on high those who are low. Those who mourn are exalted to safety. He frustrates the devices of the crafty, so that their hands can't perform their enterprise. He takes the wise in their own craftiness. The counsel of the cunning is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime, and grope at noontime as in the night. But he says from the sword of their mouth, even the needy from the hand of the mighty. So the poor has hope, and injustice shuts her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty, for he wounds and binds up. He injures, and his hands make whole. He will deliver you in six troubles, yes, in seven there shall no evil touch you. In famine he will redeem you from death, in war from the power of the sword. You shall be hidden from the scourge of the tongue, neither shall you be afraid of destruction when it comes. At destruction and famine you shall laugh, neither shall you be afraid of the animals of the earth, for you shall be in league with the stones of the field. The animals of the field shall be at peace with you. You shall know that your tent is in peace. You shall visit your fold, and shall miss nothing. You shall know also that your seed shall be great, your offspring as the grass of the earth. You shall come to your grave in full age, like a shock of grain comes in its season. Look this, we have searched it, so it is. Hear it, and know it for your good. Chapter 6 Then Job answered, Oh, that my anguish were weighed, and all my calamity laid in the balances! For now it would be heavier than the sand of the seas. Therefore have my words been rash, for the arrows of the Almighty are within me. My spirit drinks up their poison. The terrors of God set themselves in array against me. Does the wild donkey bray when he has grass? Or does the ox low over his fodder? Can that which has no flavor be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? My soul refuses to touch them. They are loathsome food to me. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant the thing that I long for, even that it would please God to crush me, 
that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Be it still my consolation. Yes, let me exult in pain that doesn't spare, that I have not denied the word of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? What is my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones, or is my flesh of brass? Isn't it that I have no help in me, that wisdom is driven quite from me? To him who is ready to faint, kindness should be sown from his friend, even to him who forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers have dealt deceitfully as a brook, as a channel of brooks that pass away which are black by reason of the ice in which the snow hides itself. In the dry season they vanish. When it is hot, they are consumed out of their place. The caravans that travel beside them turn aside. They go up into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tima looked. The companies of Sheba waited for them. They were distressed because they were confident. They came there and were confounded. For now you are nothing. You see a terror and are afraid. Did I say, give to me, or offer a present for me from your substance, or deliver me from my adversary's hand, or redeem me from the hand of my oppressors? Teach me, and I will hold my peace. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forcible are words of a brightness, but your reproof, what does it reprove? Do you intend to reprove words? seeing that the speeches of one who is desperate are as wind? Yes, you would even cast lots for the fatherless, and make merchandise of your friend. Now, therefore, be pleased to look at me, for surely I shall not lie to your face. Please return. Let there be no injustice. Yes, return again. My cause is righteous. Is there injustice on my tongue? Can't my taste discern mischievous things? Chapter 7 Isn't a man forced to labor on earth? Aren't his days like the days of a hired hand, as a servant who earnestly desires the shadow, as a hireling who looks for his wages? So am I made to possess months of misery. Wearisome nights are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, when shall I arise, and that night be gone? I toss and turn until the dawning of the day. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust. My skin closes up and breaks out afresh. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is a breath. My eye shall no more see good. The eye of him who sees me shall see me no more. Your eyes shall be on me, but I shall not be. As a cloud is consumed and vanishes away, so he who goes down to Sheol shall come up no more. He shall return no more to his house, neither shall his place know him any more. Therefore I will not keep silent. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Am I a sea? or a sea monster that you put a guard over me? When I say, my bed shall comfort me, my couch shall ease my complaint, then you scare me with dreams, and terrify me through visions so that my soul chooses strangling death rather than my bones. 
I loathe my life. I don't want to live forever. Leave me alone, for my days are but a breath. What is man that you should magnify him, that you should set your mind on him, that you should visit him every morning and test him every moment? How long will you not look away from me, nor leave me alone until I swallow down my spittle? If I have sinned, what do I do to you, you watcher of men? Why have you set me as a mark for you, so that I am a burden to myself? Why do you not pardon my disobedience and take away my iniquity? For now shall I lie down in the dust. You will seek me diligently, but I shall not be. Chapter 8 Then Bildad the Shuhite answered, How long will you speak these things? Shall the words of your mouth be a mighty wind? Does God pervert justice? Or does the Almighty pervert righteousness? If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their disobedience. If you want to seek God diligently, make your supplication to the Almighty. If you were pure and upright, surely now he would awaken for you and make the habitation of your righteousness prosperous. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would greatly increase. Please inquire of past generations. Find out about the learning of their fathers. For we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, because our days on earth are a shadow. Shall they not teach you, tell you, and utter words out of their heart? Can the papyrus grow up without mire? Can the rushes grow without water? While it is yet in its greenness, not cut down, it withers before any other reed. So are the paths of all who forget God. The hope of the godless man shall perish, whose confidence shall break apart, whose trust is a spider's web. He shall lean on his house, but it shall not stand. He shall cling to it, but it shall not endure. He is green before the sun. His shoots go forth over his garden. His roots are wrapped before the rock pile. He sees the place of stones. If he is destroyed from his place, then it shall deny him, saying, I have not seen you. Behold, this is the joy of his way. Out of the earth others shall spring. Behold, God will not cast away the blameless man, neither will he uphold the evildoers. He will still fill your mouth with laughter, your lips with shouting. Those who hate you shall be clothed with shame. The tent of the wicked shall be no more. Chapter 9 Then Job answered, Truly I know that it is so. But how can man be just with God? If he is pleased to contend with him, he can't answer him one time in a thousand. God, who is wise in heart and mighty in strength, who has hardened himself against him and prospered, he removes mountains, and they don't know it when he overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth out of its place. Its pillars tremble. He commands the sun, and it doesn't rise, and seals up the stars. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. He makes the bear, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the chambers of the south. He does great things past finding out. Yes, marvelous things without number. Behold, he goes by me, and I don't see him. He passes on also, but I don't perceive him. Behold, 
he snatches away. Who can hinder him? Who will ask him, What are you doing? God will not withdraw his anger. The helpers of Rahab stoop under him. How much less shall I answer him and choose my words to argue with him? Though I were righteous, yet I wouldn't answer him. I would make supplication to my judge. If I had called and he had answered me, yet I wouldn't believe that he listened to my voice. For he breaks me with a storm, and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not allow me to catch my breath, but fills me with bitterness. If it is a matter of strength, behold, he is mighty. If of justice, who, says he, will summon me? Though I am righteous, my own mouth shall condemn me. Though I am blameless, it shall prove me perverse. I am blameless. I don't regard myself. I despise my life. It is all the same. Therefore, I say, he destroys the blameless and the wicked. If the scourge kills suddenly, he will mock at the trial of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. If not he, then who is it? Now my days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They have passed away as the swift ships, as the eagle that swoops on the prey. If I say, I will forget my complaint, I will put off my sad face and cheer up, I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that you will not hold me innocent. I shall be condemned. Why, then, do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you will plunge me in the ditch. My own clothes shall abhor me, for he is not a man as I am that I should answer him, that we should come together in judgment. There is no umpire between us that might lay his hand on us both. Let him take his rod away from me. Let his terror not make me afraid. Then I would speak and not fear him, for I am not so in myself. Chapter 10 My soul is weary of my life. I will give free course to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will tell God, Do not condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. Is it good to you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands and smile on the counsel of the wicked? Do you have eyes or flesh, or do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of mortals, or your years as man's years, that you inquire after my iniquity and search after my sin? Although you know that I am not wicked, there is no one who can deliver out of your hand. Your hands have framed me and fashioned me altogether, yet you destroy me. Remember, I beg you, that you have fashioned me as clay. Will you bring me into dust again? Haven't you poured me out like milk and curdled me like cheese? You have clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. You have granted me life and loving-kindness. Your visitation has preserved my spirit. Yet you hid these things in your heart. I know that this is with you. If I sin, then you mark me. You will not acquit me from my iniquity. If I am wicked, woe to me. If I am righteous, 
I still shall not lift up my head, being filled with disgrace and conscious of my affliction. If my head is held high, you hunt me like a lion. Again, you show yourself powerful to me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your indignation on me. Changes and warfare are with me. Why, then, have you brought me forth out of the womb? I wish I had given up the spirit, and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Aren't my days few? Cease, then. Leave me alone, that I may find a little comfort before I go where I shall not return from, to the land of darkness and of shadow and of death, the land dark as midnight, of the shadow of death without any order where the light is as midnight. Chapter 11 Then Zophar the Namathite answered, Shouldn't the multitude of words be answered? Should a manful of talk be justified? Should your boastings make men hold their peace? When you mock, shall no man make you ashamed? For you say, My doctrine is pure, I am clean in your eyes. But oh, that God would speak and open his lips against you that he would show you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom has two sides. Know, therefore, that God exacts of you less than your iniquity deserves. Can you fathom the mystery of God, or can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are high as heaven. What can you do? They are deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. If he passes by, or confines, or convenes a court, then who can oppose him? For he knows false men. He sees iniquity also, even though he doesn't consider it. An empty-headed man becomes wise when a man is born as a wild donkey's colt. If you set your heart aright, stretch out your hands toward him. If iniquity is in your hand, put it far away. Don't let unrighteousness dwell in your tents. Surely then you shall lift up your face without spot. Yes, you shall be steadfast and shall not fear, for you shall forget your misery. You shall remember it as waters that are passed away. Life shall be clearer than the noonday. Though there is darkness, it shall be as the morning. You shall be secure because there is hope. Yes, you shall search and you shall take your rest in safety. Also you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. Yes, many shall court your favor, but the eyes of the wicked shall fail. They shall have no way to flee. Their hope shall be the giving up of the Spirit. Chapter 12 Then Job answered, No doubt, but you are the people, and wisdom shall die with you. But I have understanding as well as you, I am not inferior to you. Yes, who doesn't know such things as these? I am like one who is a joke to his neighbor. I, who called on God, and he answered, The just, the blameless man, is a joke. In the thought of him who is at ease, there is contempt for misfortune. It is ready for them whose foot slips. The tents of robbers prosper. Those who provoke God are secure who carry their God in their hands. But ask the animals now, and they shall teach you, the birds of the sky, and they shall tell you, or speak to the earth, and it shall teach you, 
the fish of the sea shall declare to you. Who doesn't know that in all these the hand of Yahweh has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Doesn't the ear try words even as the palate tastes its food? With aged men is wisdom, in length of days understanding. With God is wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. Behold, he breaks down, and it can't be built again. He imprisons a man, and there can be no release. Behold, he withholds the waters, and they dry up. Again, he sends them out, and they overturn the earth. With him is strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped. He makes judges fools. He loosens the bond of kings. He binds their waist with a belt. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows the mighty. He removes the speech of those who are trusted and takes away the understanding of the elders. He pours contempt on princes and loosens the belt of the strong. He uncovers deep things out of darkness and brings out to light the shadow of death. He increases the nations, and he destroys them. He enlarges the nations, and he leads them to captive. He takes away understanding from the chiefs of the people of the earth, and causes them to wander in a wilderness where there is no way. They grope in the dark without light. He makes them stagger like a drunken man. Chapter 13 Behold, my eye has seen all this. My ear has heard and understood it. What you know, I know also. I am not inferior to you. Surely I would speak to the Almighty. I desire to reason with God. But you are forgers of lies. You are all physicians of no value. Oh, that you would be completely silent. Then you would be wise. Hear now my reasoning. Listen to the pleadings of my lips. Will you speak unrighteously for God and talk deceitfully for Him? Will you show partiality to Him? Will you contend for God? Is it good that He should search you out? Or, as one deceives a man, will you deceive Him? He will surely reprove you if you secretly show partiality. Shall not His Majesty make you afraid and His dread fall on you? Your memorable sayings are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Be silent. Leave me alone, that I may speak. Let come on me what will. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hand? Behold, he will kill me. I have no hope. Nevertheless, I will maintain my ways before him. This also shall be my salvation, that a godless man shall not come before him. Hear diligently my speech. Let my declaration be in your ears. See now, I have set my cause in order. I know that I am righteous. Who is he who will contend with me? For then would I hold my peace and give up the spirit. Only don't do two things to me, then I will not hide myself from your face. Withdraw your hand far from me, and don't let your terror make me afraid. Then call, and I will answer. Or let me speak, and you answer me. How many are my iniquities and sins? Make me know my disobedience and my sin. Why hide you your face and hold me your enemy, 
will you harass a driven leaf will you pursue the dry stubble for you write bitter things against me and make me inherit the iniquities of my youth you also put my feet in the stocks and mark all my paths you set a bound to the soles of my feet though i am decaying like a rotten thing like a garment that is moth-eaten chapter fourteen man who is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble he comes forth like a flower and is cut down he also flees like a shadow and doesn't continue do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me into judgment with you who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean not one seeing his days are determined the number of his months is with you and you have appointed his bounds that he can't pass look away from him that he may rest until he shall accomplish as a hireling his day for there is hope for a tree if it is cut down that it will sprout again that the tender branch of it will not cease though its root grows old in the earth and its stalk dies in the ground yet through the scent of water it will bud and put forth boughs like a plant but man dies and is laid low yes man gives up the spirit and where is he as the waters fail from the sea and the river wastes and dries up so man lies down and doesn't rise until the heavens are no more they shall not awake nor be aroused out of their sleep oh that you would hide me in sheol that you would keep me secret until your wrath is past that you would appoint me a set time and remember me if a man dies shall he live again all the days of my warfare would i wait until my release should come you would call and i would answer you you would have a desire to the work of your hands but now you number my steps don't you watch over my sin my disobedience is sealed up in a bag you fasten up my iniquity but the mountain falling comes to nothing the rock is removed out of its place the waters wear the stones the torrents of it wash away the dust of the earth so you destroy the hope of man you forever prevail against him and he departs you change his face and send him away his sons come to honor and he doesn't know it they are brought low and he doesn't perceive it of them but his flesh on him has pain and his soul within him mourns end of chapters one through fourteen of the book of job